Chapter Eleven of Soul Food. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Soul Food by George D. Watson. Chapter Eleven Loquacity. Talkativeness is utter ruinous to deep spirituality. The very life of our spirits passes out in our speech, and hence all superfluous talk is a waste of the vital forces of the heart. In fruit-growing, it often happens that excessive blossoming prevents a good crop, and often prevents fruit altogether, and by so much loquacity the soul runs wild in word-bloom and bears no fruit. I am not speaking of sinners, nor of legitimate testimony for Jesus, but of that incessant loquacity of spiritual persons, of the professors of purifying grace. It is one of the greatest hindrances to deep, solid union with God. Notice how people will tell the same thing over and over, how insignificant trifles are magnified by a world of words, how things that should be buried are dragged out into gossip, how a worthless, non-essential is argued and disputed over, how the solemn deep things of the Holy Spirit are talked of in a light rattling manner, until one whom has the real baptism of divine silence in his heart feels he must unceremoniously tear himself away to some lonely room or forest where one can gather up the fragments of his mind and rest in God. Not only do we need cleansing from sin, but our natural human spirit needs a radical death to its noise and activity and wordiness. See the evil effects of so much talk? First it dissipates the spiritual power. The thought and feelings of the soul are like powder and steam. The more they are condensed, the greater their power. The steam that, if properly compressed, would drive a train forty miles an hour, if allowed too much expanse, would not move it an inch. And so the true unction of the heart, if expressed in a few Holy Ghost-selected words, will sink into minds to remain forever, but if dissipated in any rambling conversation, is likely to be of no profit. Second, it is a waste of time. If the hours spent in useless conversation were spent in secret prayer or deep reading, we would soon reach a region of soul life and divine peace beyond our present dreams. Third, loquacity will inevitably lead to saying unwise or unpleasant or unprofitable things. In religious conversation, we soon churn up all the cream our souls have in them, and the rest of our talk is pale skim milk till we get alone with God and feed on his green pasture until the cream rises again. The Holy Spirit warns us that, in the multitude of words, there lacketh not sin. It is impossible for even the best of saints to talk beyond a certain point without saying something unkind or severe or foolish or erroneous. We must settle this personally. If others are noisy and gabby, I must determine to live in constant quietness and humility of heart, I must guard my speech as a sentinel does a fortress. And with all respect for others, I must many a time cease from conversation or withdraw from company to enter into deep communion with my precious Lord. The cure for loquacity must be from within, sometimes by an interior furnace of suffering that burns out the excessive effervescence of the mind, or by an overmastering revelation to the soul of the awful majesties of God and eternity which puts an everlasting hush upon the natural faculties. To walk in the spirit, we must avoid talking for talk's sake, or merely to entertain. To speak effectively, we must speak in God's appointed time, and in harmony with the indwelling Holy Spirit. End of chapter 11